Yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Let's do this episode. It's a show by Chris and Neil with all great movies. They are the real deal. We watch them all so you don't have to. It's movies that don't suck and some that do. And here is a new episode of Movies That Don't Suck and Some That Do. My name is Neil. And I'm Chris. And today we're bringing you not one, not two, no, just two. Yeah, two yeah. movies. I was like, I, was like, I didn't watch the third one, whatever it was. <laughs> You're like, what's the third movie, Neil? No, no, just two movies that we watched in the world of entertainment this past week. First, we are going to talk about the Danish remake mm-hmm. uh, that only took 11 days mm-hmm. to shoot, mm-hmm. is what I read. Yeah. And then on top of that, um, the director uh, was Antoine suspected Fuqua. for COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, he was actually directing it from a van off of the property, and they would yell from a ladder over a fence down to him, and he'd be like, "Good take, do another." But so first, it's called what? It's called the guilty, featuring the one, the only, so beautiful of a man that every man that falls that that acts with him falls in love with him, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, we'll try this one. And I'll say it just once. Go ahead. Tell you what, we could have had a good life together. Fucking real good life. Had us a place of our own. But you didn't want it, Ennis. So what we got now is Brokeback Mountain. That's obviously from Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I was trying to get the one, I was trying to get the part where he says, I can't quit you. Yeah, but there's so much, there's, there's, yeah, because, you know, it's what you and I do. But, but like, but we can't. Yeah, I, I I listened to that part, but it just there's too much going on. Like we need that that just his voice. So yeah, and it's just uh, that was. Uh, but there's other voices that are in this movie, and I'm going to say voices because there isn't a lot of uh, full characters that you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, one is uh, Riley Coe. Yeah, we'll try this. Oh, hey. <laughs> Last month I went dancing at this cute spot in Florida where my roommate's girl made like five G's a night. My roommate just told me that he going out there tomorrow and he asked me if I had any friends that want to make some money and you the first bitch I thought of. Damn bitch. We just met yesterday and you already trying to take hoe trips together? Hoe trips. So uh, Why don't we take hoe trips together, Chris? I, I, I don't know, but that's really cool. She doesn't really talk like that. She, 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 she doesn't no, no, she doesn't really talk. That's from Zola. That's, that's from Zola. Yeah. That's from the movie Zola. Uh, but and then uh, Peter Skarsgård is in as well. Just Peter Skarsgård, not Skarsgård. As I said, you said Skarsgård. 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 I am. I am. I'm doing great. <laughs> He's right, though. I'm not a doer. Although I did get to examine an alien body recently. That was very cool. I can't tell anyone about it. That's from uh, Green Lantern, right? Yeah, the greatest superhero movie of all time. Uh-huh. And. You didn't tell me. You didn't send me other clips. So it's got Ethan Hawke as a voice. It's got. It's even got um, Bill Burr as a voice. Yeah, I know Bill Burr's in there. I, like, there's a bunch of people that pop up in Paul there. Dano and yeah, Paul Dano and stuff like that. But the thing is, everybody is only in, the, in it for like seconds, yeah. and then they're on the phone. So I try to get the t- three main characters yeah. in the in that movie. What's the other movie? And, uh, the other movie is based on one of the best-selling comic books in the history of man 
Maximum Carnage, Spider-Man. It is also the number one top-selling movie since pandemic has hit with over $103 million at the box office already. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the one, the only, Venom. Let there be carnage. <laughs> Featuring one of the greatest actors known to man. All of, actually, some the two main guys are in this movie are the best two of the main actors ever known to man. One, the beautiful man that he's so nice, you could say his name twice, Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy. Prison was honestly brilliant. I liked it personally. Oh, fuck that. I loved it. It was exciting. It was on the edge. It was madness at its very best. It's uh, from Bronson. Yeah. I, one of my favorite movies he ever did. That's the that's the movie that got me to know who Tom Hardy was. Bronson, you know Charles Bronson said that no one could play him but Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's amazing. And then the second actor in this movie, one of the greats of all time, you know him from The People versus Larry Flint, Zombieland. Um, he played Woody on Cheers because that's creative because <laughs> his name is Woody Harrelson. <laughs> You'll never understand, Wayne. You and me, we're not even the same species. I used to be you, then I evolved. From where you're standing, you're a man. From where I'm standing, you're an ape. You're not even an ape, you're a media person. Media is like the weather when it's man-made weather. Murder? It's pure. It's from Natural Born Killers. Yeah, I was going to try to go all the way to the point where he says, because I'm a natural born killer, mm, but, but it was much. just like, an, it was a minute long. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was just like, man, but that's one of my favorite speeches he ever did in the movie. That in the court scene in uh, People versus Larry Flint mm-hmm. is two of my favorite. Uh, Woody Harrelson, of course. Uh, then we got Michelle Williams. You fucking asshole. I'm a fucking asshole. You, a fucking asshole. you can call me stupid. I'm so out of love with you. I've got nothing left for you. Nothing. 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 There is nothing here for you. There is nothing here no, for you. I don't, don't love you. Say stuff. I don't. I don't. Don't say you stuff you can't it. take back. You fucking asked for it. You asked me. You asked me. I, I talked to you. you crazy I talked to you. you. I gave you the goddamn answer, you and me? you don't like it. That's why I don't fucking talk to you. you no, I'm not gonna hit you. You're the bad guy, not me, asshole. Uh, so that's from Blue Valentine movie that really fucked me up. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's a good movie. Yeah, it's, it's like a great movie. It's a great movie. It's, it's one really... of her best works. It's uh, her with Ryan Gosling. That's Michelle Williams and also Naomi Harris, who I just watched in, in, or just saw in Skyfall. Don't lie to me, boy. I'm your mama. That bitch over there ain't no Kenya. I'm your blood, remember? I ain't feeling good. I need something to help me out. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. It's from Moonlight, trying to get her son to get yeah. money for uh, drugs. <laughs> yeah, which was a really good movie. Oh, you agree with It was movie. a really great, good movie. Great I remember movie. watching it. Mm-hmm. The movie Venom Left to Be Carnage with two movies. Chris, tell everybody where we're going to be at all day long. This is an online movies don't suck. We're on still on Facebook at facebook.com. So that's movies don't suck podcast. We're on Twitter at NGS podcast. We're on Twitter at NGS podcast. We have Patreon. Patreon.com slash movies don't suck, which, you know. If you guys want to get some money. Also, if you guys want merch with our faces and shit on it, bonfire.com, search movies on suck and something to do. You'll find all kinds of shit, including stuff that Neil's just put up there because he likes to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're on Twitch. If you're watching, you can go subscribe. If you're watching us on Facebook, like that page. And uh, we're on all stream platforms. 
Yeah, so make sure to take a listen to us everywhere or uh, you'll die. Mm-hmm. That's right. Pretty much. It's pretty, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. So who, today, we talking, who we talking about? Today's sponsor is going to be a restaurant I went to on this past Saturday. Gambles, Postery, Grocery Gambles, G-A-M-B-I-L-L, Postery, yes. It's located at 1921 South Harvard Avenue, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74112. Now, this place... We walked in, and like I said, it's a, it's like a dive. It's got the red and white picnic tables and all that stuff, you know, with the the old plasticky generic cloths. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And so these people make their own pasta. They make their own sauce. They make their own vodka sauce. But here, let me read from their website. Their favorite food experiences have tended to be in low-key environments with handmade eats. That's why they focus on food made from scratch, served up on affordable prices. They are medically on every step of the process. They make the pasta fresh daily. They slow cook the bolognese meat sauce for 12 hours with homemade stock. They roast their own coffee and cocoa for a gelato and tiramisu. They distill their own rum for their tiramisu and they make their own vodka for the vodka sauce. Like, isn't that insane? So, so I am me. telling you, this dude brought us out four bowls of pasta and meatballs. And, I mean, he made chicken cutlets. He made, like, homemade. He had sausage they make there, their own. And I never ate so much pasta in one sitting, I think, in my entire life, dude. It was just ridiculous. I'm glad because it sobered me up, and then we went and got super drunk after that. But so, <laughs> it was just ridiculous. So if you guys get a chance, if you're in the Tulsa area, go buy uh, Gamble's Pastry and um, Grocery. You can look them up at Gamble's Pasta on Facebook, G-A-M-B-I-L-L-S, Pasta, P-A-S-T-A. Okay. That's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Woo! Woo! Get excited, man. Be yeah. happy. Yeah, I'm fine. Be happy. I'm... You're spending time with your friend. Are you okay? Is yeah, everything I'm okay? I'm fine. Do you, do you got a beer? Do you need a beer? I got three of them. I'm, uh, All right. I haven't, I haven't so, I, I, bed, so I need your help. Uh. All right. So my wife went squatching this past weekend. All right. Yeah. And she went by. Oh, for, a if you guys don't know, squatching is searching for Bigfoot. Searching for Bigfoot. So she went by this brewery. And she got me a six-pack, which is all different beers. Mm-hmm. So should I drink the Three Rivers beer first, the Rooster beer, or the Sneaky Sneaky Snake? Do the snake. <laughs> Do the snake. I haven't had any alcohol because I've been waiting for you to choose what I should drink. First. Okay, well, I'm I'm sorry for keeping you waiting on that one. Mm. And this is from Mountain Fork Brewery in Hoxhatown, Oklahoma. This is a man, that's a that's a that's a pretty good frosty beverage. Tasty beverage? Mhm. Okay. I haven't opened a beer yet. We'll see if I do that. Uh, but um you should open a beer. You look like you need a beer, man. You look like you need a beer, a hug, a handshake, a rim job, a hand job. I, I just had a fucking busy. You want me to lick in your ear a little? No, I'm good, dude. La, 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 just had a busy day, man. La, 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 la. Just worn out. <sighs> but this is a good time. This yeah. is when you get to reflect on good entertainment, good stuff, 
Like, what did you guys do this past week? I don't know. Look at my calendar. Uh, what did we do this week? Uh, this past weekend, fuck, sorry, because like you know, I just, I just forget, and you know, uh, we, we did um, we did, we did games on Friday and Saturday. So, I think oh, that's awesome yeah, stuff. Yeah, we did, yeah, four games, man. So we did. Yeah, we we um, on our side, we um, we went and I, I worked Friday night at the Tulsa State Fair, and P.O.D. played. So I watched the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost got, like, I kept on getting mugged by high schoolers. Mugged? Yeah, like, so I have a table, and we give out free uh, swag. Gotcha, they just keep ganking stuff, huh? Yeah, and then, and they were just like, you don't have my size. Well, this is the stuff I have, man. Yeah. You know, this is all I have. Yeah. I don't know what you want. Yeah. It's not like I'm, I got a magical group of people making shit in the background. And then last night was uh, the Yin Yang Twins with Vanilla Ice. And what was that like? That was double the amount of people I've seen all week long. That oh, yeah. was the biggest crowd I have seen uh, for the state fair the entire week. So... So that was intense. a lot of people like Vanilla Ice. What you're saying, and the Ying Yang Twins too, because you got to remember how many songs the Ying Yang Twins were in. You got what Miss New Booty, uh, Sick It Like a Salt Shaker, uh, Shots, um, Low, Get Low, Get Low, Get Low, Get Low to the Window to the Wall. You know, yeah. um, I'm trying to think they, a bunch of different songs yeah, yeah, that they sure. were on and everything. And then Vanilla Ice came out and he was singing some of his songs. But then he was putting in like uh, some covers, mm-hmm. like play that funky music, White Boy. But he did, did a rap over it and stuff like that. So was it was and it rap vanilla or was it rock vanilla or was it both? It's like kind of a mixture, man. Okay, to be honest, he just came out and did it. And then um, he had the Ninja Turtles come oh, out. He did Ninja rap, and he did Go Ninja, Go Ninja, yeah, yeah, Go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did that. I, I got video, man. I'll, I'll post it up on uh, Facebook here okay, in a few okay. minutes. Cool. And um. And then uh, he invited a bunch of people up on stage. He had like inflatable dudes walking around, like mm-hmm. inflatable costumes. Yeah, like he was having fun with it. Like yeah. you could tell, like he knows what he is. He knows where he's at in life, you know. And uh, he knows he's so kind of he's, a joke, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he gets it, yeah. and he just has fun with it. He goes, "We're just here to have fun. You come to a Vanilla Ice show to have fun because, come on, I'm fun." <laughs> and like. He invited people on stage and like right at the time when he goes into ice, ice baby. And mm-hmm. like, it was just great, man. It was great. He's like, we didn't twerk in the nineties, man. You got to do the running man or get the fuck out of here. You know? <laughs> it was great. Yeah, man. I'm glad I'm glad you had a good time. Oh, skeet, skeet motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Someone just said, oh, skeet, skeet, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, skeet, skeet, goddamn, goddamn. Oh, skeet, skeet, motherfucker. Oh, skeet, skeet, goddamn, goddamn. Oh, six, nine, three, six, time. On this altar, one more time. Get low. Get low, get low, get low. Right. To the window, to the, the walls. Wall, to the sweat dripped off my balls, my balls. All these bitches, well, just crawl. Anyway. Okay. Um, I used to do backups on karaoke a lot for that song. Yeah, have fun with that. Oh yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? That's that's what life's all about, Chris. It's having fun. Right. Um, 
but d- it ain't no fun until the homies have some. Let's talk about something that's not that was a uh, that's. I mean, let's talk that about was a movie. completely terrifying and sad. It makes everybody depressed. Let's talk about a nine one one caller. Let's talk about the guilty. The guilty. Directed by Antoine Fuqua, he's done things such as Training Day, The Equalizer, uh, Southpaw. Uh, I mean, he's 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 a uh, Training Day. He's a legit director. Yeah, Tears of the Sun, Shooter. You remember Shooter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Remember the Equalizer? Yeah, he did the Equalizer one and two. Uh, mm-hmm. And the so, first one's a better one. We all know that, but yeah. but he directed this, but it's actually a remake of a uh, of a Danish film called Dinskildich. Um, but yeah, uh, which means uh, basically the same, the, the yeah, guilty. Yeah, and uh, it's the, the the American screenplay was adapted by Nick uh, Pizzolatto. He done stuff like for True Detective and and. It looks like he's worked with a bunch of other uh, Antoine Foucault stuff as well. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, this stars Jake Gyllenhaal. It plays Joe or Joe Baylor. Yeah, we'll try this one. And I'll say it just once. Go ahead. Tell you what. We could have had a good life together. There we go. And um, We could have had a good life together, Chris. I know. This also stars uh, Riley, the voice of, voice of Riley Coe as Emily Layton. Hey. Last month, I went dancing at this cute spot in Florida. There we go. We, um, <laughs> and then we also have Peter Sarsgaard, who does the voice of Henry Fisher. I am. I'm doing great. <laughs> He's right, though. I'm not a doer. That's good. Um, also stars Sergeant Denise Ethan Blake. Hawk, Adrian Martinez, Becky Wu, freaking so many people on this. Paul Dano. Bill Burr popped up yeah. at some point. Paul I know Dano's, that. Paul Dano's there. Um, but uh, Eli Gore. Yeah, like there's so many. But the thing is, those are all voices. Because let me read the synopsis mm-hmm. on this so people know why. The film takes place over the course of a single morning in a 911 dispatch call center. Call operator Joe Baylor tries to save a caller in grave danger, but soon he discovers that nothing, as it seems, and facing the truth is only way out. Yeah, so this takes place completely in a 911 call center. Very uh, very limited storytelling. All of it. All on the telephone, and that's why they filmed it in eleven days. You know, it reminds me a little bit of a uh, of Locke, you know, with Tom Hardy, where where he's on the phone the whole time. You know, like uh, that's what I got from this. I mean, this could easily happened on a stage in a. Uh, what was that other one? Um, didn't Jamie Foxx have one too? We talking about where he's on the phone the whole time. I, I guarantee you it's not good as Locke. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, oh, what's that? No, no, no. Um. Wasn't there one called a uh, phone booth? Yeah, but that, that, that that's what's outside with Colin Farrell, right? That was not completely a phone booth, was it? Yeah, that's true. He was just in the phone booth the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, so this is a uh, takes place entirely on the on the phone, uh, and you sort of does a really cool thing with the where they're uh, they're sort of revealing Joe's character throughout the whole thing. You know, like like yeah, just, it's uh, it's um, this movie. Because of its dialogue mm-hmm. moves further, yeah. and it gives you clips like little glimpses of oh oh they're hinting they're hinting mm-hmm. there's something oh there's something coming and then it gets kind of to the point where like god damn it already fucking tell me what the fuck <laughs> this dude did or this chick did or what's going on tell me so stop peeing around the freaking bush and you know what 
it's only 90 minutes, folks. Yeah, yeah, this only is only a 90-minute film. Yeah, you won't. This you, is only. This is not. So, no, I mean. This is not a whole evening. This is just part of it. No, no, no. <laughs> this is like an hour and a half. And it's great subtext to talk about because of you have um, someone pulling the wool of some over someone's eyes. Mm-hmm. You have a defliction of character. Yeah. You have, um, I mean, you feel anger at one point, and then all of a sudden now you have to be like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I'm angry at the wrong reason yeah, yeah, for yeah. the wrong for wrong reasons. Yeah. So basically this is like teaching you that maybe you need to have your feelings in check on things it's, it's, until it's, you know the whole story. Yeah, it has a, a few twists. It has um, things that, that make your stomach turn. Uh, sort of. Wait a minute. This has a twist? Yeah, it has a twist. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like, uh, I was I was invested the whole time. At no point did I feel like I couldn't, like I was bored at all. Um, this is a good movie. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know Maggie Gyllenhaal is actually married to Peter Skarsgård. Skarsgård. That's what I said. Sorry, Scar. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're married. Yeah, I, I was wondering, he's like, I wonder if he was talking to his, to his sister. I, was, you know, I bet Peter would do it. <laughs> One of those uh, discussions. Yeah. I just watched, um, I just watched uh, Jake Gyllenhaal on uh, The Tonight Show, which I think was last week or this mm-hmm. week or something like that. I just watched it earlier today. Mm-hmm. And he literally said that we had people drop out because of the COVID-19 stuff. Yeah. And so he was literally making phone calls to his friends saying, hey, will, will you'll do this. Will you come in and just, you know, all you got to do is do do the voice acting. Yeah. And, so and some of them were, some of them actually did it over like Zoom, the voice work, mm. which makes sense because let's be honest, how distorted does Zoom usually sound? And it probably sound perfect for distortion of a 911 caller. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so the the pacing of this was, was just right. Um you sort of the, the re- revealing, the revealing I thought was just right. I, I do wish it, it's going to make you upset. <laughs> um, yeah, no matter yeah. what, no matter what your belief is on anything in the entire world, this is going to make you upset at some point. Well, but not um, not, not upset like... that you watch it. It's just it's just there's so much sugar going on. There's so much things that you're worried. About. Like you know, it's it's real. You know what I mean? It feels real. Yeah, it's a very. Very kind because of, none of this is made up. None of it's blown out of proportion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even um, the back environment drop of the LA fires mm-hmm. or California. I fires. really found that interesting. I really found that as yeah, interesting backdrop too. too. Like I'm glad that was that was brought up. It it really it really put this. It really gave the feel of the movie. You know, like it, it was more intense because he's trying to help someone, mm-hmm. but he can't send the correct help. Because of the fires. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Um, it's it's just intense. I mean, it was a pretty, to be honest, it, I mean, um, when, when you're going acting-wise, I'm going to say very Nightcrawler. Yeah, I guess so. Jake's different. Or Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, I mean, He's different, but I mean like. You mean like that, in ability? That, because his acting in this, of, his, his, his acting is incredible. He's an incredible actor. There's no, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a remake of a Danish film that won a bunch of awards, mm-hmm. um, you know, might as well do it with an actor like Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, you got to. 
because he's amazing. Because who else? But the thing is, it wasn't like the director went out and looked for Jake Gyllenhaal. The thing is, it went the opposite way. Jake Gyllenhaal saw that they were trying to adapt this uh, an American, and he grabbed it and called Anton up Antoine. to say, "Hey, Antoine, hey, do you want to come direct this movie?" And what I did, you know, yeah. Um, I mean, we had we got this movie. It's on. It's on that that thing um, with um, where if you watch it with a with your opposite sex or same sex partner, that you get laid every time. Mm-hmm. So, what is it called Netflix and chill? That's it. That's it. Uh, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if there are some people out. There, I mean, a lot of people. I haven't seen the original, mm-hmm. and I do want to see it. But it makes me wonder if I saw the original, would I still think this one was need to be made? You know what I mean? A people, right, a lot of people are talking shit on it because it's a, it's a, it's a foreign film, and they remade for in English, uh, for a Western audience that knows English. So I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen the original. I, I plan on going back and watching it. I, I wonder how different it is. But uh, I, I'm down for it. I'm trying to. I want to find it. Yeah. So it's it's on Hulu, by the way. If you want to see it, it's on there. Um. So yeah, if if you guys don't like subtitles. Go see this. Or, you know, if you want to do what we do, we're going to do, we're going to compare the two, which I feel like we should have done or before we did the what? podcast. I feel like we should watch watched them both before we did the podcast, but too late. Um, because we're on the mics right now. But nothing we can do. No, nothing we can you got, do. You got some clips on this or your quotes on this? Of course. There's a couple. I mean, there's not many, to be honest. It, it was, you know, a conversation between. And, and I didn't want to give too much away. Yeah. I got a wife, an angry woman. She's physically strong. She don't know. I'm just on business. You know what I do when I'm lonely? I watch TV. Yeah. I think that's what we do. Yeah. We all do that. Mm-hmm. You do that? I do that. I do that. Listen, I'm up my ass in calls. You do your job and I'll do mine. No, I've I've been an asshole, not just today, but all time. No, this is more boring than taking a shit. Not if you're constipated. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What the fuck's wrong with you? Uh, You're not a victim. You should be fucking executed. You fucking shit magnet. (laughs) He kept crying because he had snakes in his stomach. Nobody helps. Doctors, officers, lawyers, just no one ever helps. And you know, broken people save broken people. That's I love one. that line. Right, that was uh, my favorite line. What, well, you just score first in this one. What are you scoring this? Um... I give it a three point eight. Okay. I, I I wanted to like it better. Um I don't know, man. Maybe the standalone just one person movie is not my thing. Because what other one did we just recently watch? I didn't I wasn't a big fan of. Did we watch some Pilot. Movies? Pilot. Okay, yeah, pilot, yeah. The pilot was I don't know what the name of it was, but it's uh, Jordan Lennon. Uh, was the name of the, the number of the flight like forty five hundred or something like that? Flight fifty five or yeah, something like that, or something like flight. Yeah. yeah. And I just wish 
because he acted his ass off. And don't get me wrong, he did. If I saw this as a play, if I saw this as a one-man show, mm -hmm. you know, where voices are out in the background, maybe I got more into it. Mm -hmm. But I was having, I was just having uh, issues being in it. But Jake Gyllenhaal's acting in this was fucking phenomenal. He and the dialogue moved the movie across oh, very yeah. well. 100%. I, I just, I wanted a little bit more, I guess, from a major movie. Okay, uh, that's just me. You the three point eight still that's still a pretty good score. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. mine's like a three point three point seven three point eight. It's I mean, it's it's not bad. It, it did. I mean, and it's it's. It, but here's the problem though. I had someone ask me what movies we did this week yesterday. And I couldn't fucking remember it. I was like, what movie did we watch? Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Yeah, and they came to me in a little bit, but I was like, yeah, oh fuck yeah, I did watch that. And that's that's the problem with it. It was it was, it it was forgettable. Yeah, forgettable. Uh, but it's not bad. And you know, Jake Gyllenhaal acts his ass off. But you know, it's 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 good. But uh, again, it didn't knock my socks off. It was fine. It was it was. It knocked my socks off in your face. So, uh, do you want to? We're gonna right now. We're gonna guess the Rotten Tomatoes score. Should guess the iron score for Rotten Tomatoes for the guilty. Seventy-one. Forty-seven. Oh <laughs> wow! I should have gone. I was gonna go low, and I didn't. I yeah. didn't. I was trying to be yeah. was trying to be nice. Okay. So now the big man mean critic score. Um man. Sixty-two. Sixty-nine. Yeah. Oh wow, that's close now. Uh Grusen says it is the guilty is another Americanized remake overshadowed by the original. But its premise is still sturdy enough to support a tense, well-acted thriller. So what do you think the critics went higher than the audience in this one? You had to guess. Because it's artsy? Uh, is it artsy, though? Do you think that the... I mean, there's one man in a room by himself. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's people in the room, but... But you, you think you think because it was uh, such a limited storytelling that the audience wasn't keen on that? That they had to pay attention they couldn't look at their phone? While they're watching this movie, do you think that's? I don't do know, it? man. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe in a theater, this could have pulled more. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I don't know, man. But uh, it reminds me especially a lot. what all came out this past weekend. You know, it's kind of hard to go against that stuff. And you mean for studios to do it, I'm not talking, but you know, audiences, I guess. So that's a guilty. Yeah. Um. This is the movies that don't suck, and some of them new. So I'm going to read news stories. Chris is going to get excited, maybe strip naked and rub himself down in oil. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> All right. Here's the biggest news story. Let's just get this done and over with. Okay. TV and film stage workers union overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly authorizes historic strike. Hmm. Okay, what's this? The TV and Film Stage Workers Union and International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, also known as IATSE, authorizes historical strike with over 98% uh, approval. Uh, 
basically a new bargaining uh, is 98.6 uh, yes votes. Um, there's representing over 150,000 people across the entertainment industry. These workers are commonly referred to the below the line workers. It includes everybody from electricians to costumeers to makeup artists to FX to script supervisors and beyond. Negotiations have been under the way. Um, who are responsible for negotiating all industry, wild, guild, and stuff. Now, um, I am gonna. You're gonna ask the one question, and I'm looking. Excessively unsafe and harmful working hours, unlivable wages for the lowest paid crafts, constant failure to provide reasonable rest during meal breaks between workdays and on weekends. Workers on certain new media. Streaming projects get paid less, and even on production, with budgets that rival or exceed those of traditional released blockbusters. Okay, so, the, so that's what they're fighting for. That's what the strike's on. So, yeah, I guess filmmakers go ahead and get those ununionized workers if you want to get your shit made, or give the people that are union the shit that they need. You know, yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I just don't know. I mean, because if they go on strike, dude. No movies. Right. <laughs> and, you know, that's uh, just the bottom line. I want to see movies. Nothing comes out, bro. I want to see movies. Mm-hmm. Talking about movies I want to see, I sent you this trailer earlier today. The trailer was released today for the new Resident Evil reboot. What did you think, Chris? I didn't watch it yet. <laughs> There's a reason I, I sent you I, these things. I know, man, but I've been working most of the day. Like, I don't care. You could have. You had to take a poop at some time. I, I did. I did watch the uh, the other thing you sent me. The the, the John Cena thing. Yeah, yeah. The funny little thing I sent you. Okay. Well, that that's not even that. That was just for fun. Okay. The first one was actually. All right. So Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, trailer um, was dropped today, and wow, man, wow. Talking about looking like the actual video game this time. Oh, the, the thing that people asked for the first time, and then we, we but we, I mean, yeah, we got yeah. a movie that had nothing, nothing to against do. Milia Djokovic, because Milia Djokovic is an awesome action actress. It's been in tons of awesome acting movies. Milia Djokovic's fun, uh, but the problem is she works with Paul W. S. Anderson, not Paul Thomas Anderson, Paul yeah. W. S. Anderson, and all the movies he makes are kind of kind of flame dogs, piles of dog shit, but. Uh, a lot of people really like those Resident movies. I'm not one of them, but I have hopes that they will make one that is true to the game. Not oh that, my god, not, it is so true! It's not, so true, dude. Not you that, need to watch it. Okay. Like literally, they're going around, they're investigating. There's a part where they're opening up like boxes, and they find like a shotgun. They find bullets. You know, like it reminded me of the video game. So here's, here's the thing, like uh, you know, uh, I'm also. A lot of people like like let, let them do doesn't follow the comic book or something like that, you know. And most of the time, they're you know mm-hmm. the, the 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 concerns are valid, but yet a lot of times you're like, okay, they they are the writer or director took you know specific liberties, but but um, huh, the the they still have the skeleton of what needs to be there. The the Resident Evil movies had fucking almost nothing to do with the games at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah nothing, nothing. Yeah, so. Let's see some. I want to see some zombies, dude. I want to see some zombies. I want to see, we, you know, I want to see the shit we saw in they, the game. They got, they got it. I think they got the idea. They got the idea down right. Okay. Now. All right. All right. All right. Talking about p- things that people were really pissed over. Um, Scarlett Johansson 
got her money. She got her money. How much did they disclose? How much? Forty million on top of the twenty million that she was already paid. That's a pretty good payday, and man. Plus, that's a pretty good plus, payday. Plus, she's already souping up the movie of the uh, Terror of Tower. The Tower movie too? that she's filming. Yeah, that, that she's about to start filming with them. Wait, is it? Oh, that's, so a, that's something... a Disney ride, isn't it? Yeah. Are they going to make every fucking ride a movie now? Yes. I told you this already. They have 20, like, uh, they got 20 ideas. So but 20 I, bet, I bet Space ideas. Mountain has something coming up. I bet there's a Space Mountain movie coming I'm sure. Out. Why not? Tomorrowland's already, tomorrow, but Tomorrowland <laughs> has already been out. Pirates of the Caribbean, Jungle Cruise, uh, Haunted Mansions getting the remake, which will be out soon. Um... What was the other ones? I know there's other ones. I'm Isn't there already a Haunted Mansion? Isn't there one that's like that was animated? Yeah, but it sucked. Yeah, 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 but it sucked. So they're like, hey, where can we do that? So, yeah, she got her money. Um, Stephen King's Salem's Lot movie cast adds a Quiet Place actor, the, bo- the little boy, the little boy in the original Quiet Place that had the little loud shuttle that then <laughs> got eaten by the big monster. Remember him? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's now going to be the little boy in Salem's Lot. I really like the book. I I mean, also, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty... Cade Woodward, by the way, is his name. Do you remember... Okay, so Stephen King, he has this thing. Um, or at least TV mm-hmm. has this thing where they do... Stephen King movies are always a little bit cheesy, a little bit kind of... Kind of oh, yeah. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, we saw Pet Cemetery from, what, a year, year and a half ago, right? Uh, two years mm-hmm. ago? Sometime. Yeah, and we, we thought it was okay, right? But like, like, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I will keep my my opinions about it till I see more development on Salem's Lot. Hey, man, some movies just need to be remade. I, uh, but I do think that if they do remake Salem's Lot. I think that the time period is important. I think if they remake it, it should take place in the time period the book takes place in. That's just my thoughts on it. Let's talk about movies that will probably never be remade, and that is called cult classics. Yeah. Uh, well, dude. Do you like cult classic movies? Of course I do. All right. Well, guess what? They're getting their own streaming service. It's called Kino Cult. Now, this service will start as of, I think it's October 19th, if I remember reading it earlier. Okay. A week away. Correctly. A little over a week away, yeah. So, um, so what it, it is going to do? Let me make sure. I'm I'm trying to find the. Do they have a roster of movies I read already it. on there? Oh, dude, give me a second. Okay. I, I read some of them earlier. I'm just trying to find the right timeline. Okay. <laughs> but the library will feature films like Annie Lily, uh, Armor, A Girl Walks Home Alone at mm-hmm, Night, yeah. uh, Dog Tooth, yeah. uh, classics like Metropolitan, uh, Metro, uh, Metro. Metro Policy from 1927, uh, 70s and 80s, occult uh, hard-boiled horror films, Golden Age exploitation films like Reefer Madness is going to be there. There are also highlights that are specific director highlights, which I knew you would like, mm-hmm. like Jesus Franco and Mario Bava. Now, this will be available on all service devices. It's a you can sync it up. Yep, it's called Kino Lorber. So it's K I N O L O R B 
B-E-R, and you can Roku, and, uh, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, all these. You can add it to any of those. Um, they have a vast of, um, this is from Kinocult's uh, owner and visionary, uh, Kino Lorber CEO, Richard Lorber, who says, with our vast library built over 40 years and the key partner labels and many genre specialties, we have an enormous potential to hyper-serve genre audiences, the most passionate of all film lovers, with a selection of both new and rare films that you cannot find literally anywhere else in the HD world. You no longer need to live in a big city with a great repertoire theater to access this kind of coal awesome cult gems they are now available free to the push of the button wait they're free yeah it's free you just go download it it's free oh shit i didn't know that yeah okay is that awesome yeah yeah i thought it was i was like well i'm just searching maybe you're saying this is free holy shit yeah it's free you can add it to any of your shit all right well i'm excited now, <laughs> now let's see if i can make you cry okay are you ready for this i'm ready for it Netflix and Howard University has now created the $5.4 million Chadwick Bosman Scholarship. Okay, 500 how much? Chadwick Bosman. I know you. I, Chadwick Bosman. I know who Chadwick Bosman is. How much is it the weekend? $5.4 million. Nice, okay. So, every year, a student will be chosen um, by a committee of Chadwick Bosman's family, mm-hmm. two will get the uh, their four years, all four years of college paid for at Howard University, the university where Chadwick Bosman got his fine arts degree. Okay, cool. That's Isn't that amazing? That's awesome. I was like, when I read that, I was just like, oh, I, I, that's amazing. We all, and, we're all Miss Ty- Chadwick. Yeah, we all miss oh, him. man, he's the best. And it, it didn't help that today I watched the last thing he ever did. Oh, yeah. Know? Which was uh, What If, the Marvel mm-hmm. animated series. Yeah. He voiced all the Black Panther parts before oh, yeah. he passed away. It's child parts. Yeah, yeah so uh, that's funny. All right. Let's go back to something weird and crazy, almost like crazy, like you tell someone you're falling in love. Yeah. And you're like jumping on a couch, mm-hmm. telling them how much in love you are, like you're jumping on a couch, and then you tell people it's not, that, that's, that. That's that, normal, dude. That's normal. Everyone does that. Oh, oh. And you tell people that prescription pills are actually there to brainwash you yeah, yeah. and to be part of Do Yo, you know who I'm talking about yet? Yeah, you're talking about Tom Cruise. <laughs> All right. Tom Cruise wants to be the first man to ever film in space. Yeah, sure. Who doesn't? You remember me telling you this? Yeah, yeah. From like a couple weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. Russia says, fuck you, Tom. We are already doing it. Oh, Russia. (laughs) So Russia has already got filmmakers up in space making a movie filmed in space, all in space, just to beat America again in another space race. Wait, again? They didn't win the first time. Yeah, they did. They're the first ones that have satellites in space. But we're the first one to the moon, dude. Yeah, that. Yeah, woo, we'll be. Yeah, you got a little bit further than we did. Uh, w- way further, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, there's a show on uh, on Apple TV called From the Earth to the Moon, where it postulates oh, really? it postulates what the Russians had made it first. 
does it show the photographers that made the moon film it filmage and the actors? Come on. I'm kidding. My name's Neil. Come on. I'm literally named after Neil Armstrong. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm named after my grandfather. Well, maybe yeah. Do you know who Jason Bloom is? Bloom House. Good job. <laughs> All right. He has already read the script for the new Exorcist reboot. And he says this is probably going to be the scariest movie that Blumhouse has ever put out. Do they need to remake it, though? I don't know, man. I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, like, be honest. Like, we did to, we, you know, every there's news- times I, uh, there's times I've said no. Why the fuck are you remaking that? Fuck you for remaking that. And then something like Dune comes out, you know? Well, we haven't seen Dune Where- yet, man. We haven't seen Dune yet. I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen enough of it because I've only seen the trailer 942 times at this fucking juncture in my life. I mean, every time I get I've the, seen the Dune trailer. I have asked every time I see the trailer, I get fucking super excited. I saw uh, what I saw uh, uh, on Monday when I went to go see Venom or Tuesday when I was with Venom. I, I was with my wife and I was like, I was like, my knees are moving. I was like, I pointed at I'm like, yes, we need to see that because I'm so excited for June Day. It's still a couple of weeks away. But, and anybody else that says that Dune copies Star Wars, uh, uh, Dune the book was written in 1965 or 64. I, I read it, dude. I read that book. Yeah, and Star Wars wasn't written until 1976. So, how, how many people are saying it copies Star- it? How many people are saying it copies? I don't it? know. It's big. It's a big thing on internet. But right but, now. Think, but think about it, dude. Think about it, like Matt and Megan Trainer has a to- her and her husband have toilets next to each other. That's weird. For sure. That's yeah. definitely weird. Right. Um, I, I went to mention that me and my wife, we installed a tuna door bidet attachment. Our, our toilet in the hall bath is like a Japanese toilet. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, you got a new one now? Yeah, yeah. It's warm, warm seats, uh, warmed water. It's got all kinds of oh, gadgetry on it, man. It's awesome. I'm driving up here. How it's just a poop. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you have the cleanest butthole on the planet, dude. Nice. You don't need those man, wipes anymore, man. You just need to see that water... Spring your bee hole and you just need to dry it off with the toilet paper. All right. One of your favorite movies mm-hmm. of all times yeah. is getting not just the remake, the reboot, but it's having a continuous movie as well. Coming out this winter. What happens when people leave? They're animals home alone. Yes, it is Pups Alone featuring Jennifer Love Hewitt and Danny. Try, try to, I can't even say it anywhere. Pups Alone. It is a movie that is based on Home Alone. Oh, okay. That's like, wait, instead, This is fucking. But it's, it, it's, it's based off of the dogs. And the voices are Jerry O'Connell, Jennifer Love Hubit, Rob Schneider, Dolph Laundring, Tyler Hollinger, Isidore Swan, Nicholas Tudajo, Eric Roberts, and uh, Keith David, Malcolm McDowell, and uh, Danny Trejo. I don't know how to feel about. I don't know how to feel. I don't even know how to feel about that. 
Here, here's the here's the synopsis. One of your favorite things, the synopsis. Get ready for a hilarious canine holiday hijinks while everyone is away on a company ski trip. A jealous inventor hires two thieves to break into his co-worker's house and steal his top secret new creation. But they are no match for mischievous pack of neighborhood pups who set up tricks and traps to protect the home and save Christmas. I can guarantee I'm probably not going to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I 100% knew you were going to say that. I love every moment of talking about stuff like that for you. You good? All right. No, i am uh, uh, got three more things. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves confirms R-rated uh, Berserker movie is happening at Netflix. The, the writer of the Batman Berserker, if you don't know, is a comic book that's basically the character's ba- – it's an R-rated extravaganza based on – kind of a John Wick kind of Keanu Reeves character. Like, if you saw the picture of this fucking comic book, you'd be like, uh, that's uh, that's that's uh, Keanu Reeves. And <laughs> so that's cool. They're making um, another badass movie with Keanu Reeves. James Gunn is developing a secret DC project. What do you hope it is? And that's it. I don't know. But he said after Galaxy of the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three uh, has another PJ after he does he's doing more Peacemaker stuff. Yeah, you saw him. They're doing a TV series on HBO Max. Right? You know what it should be? You know what it should be? It should be King Shark Shark. It should be King Shark Shark. It should be King Shark Shark. <laughs> all right, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, nope. Two more. Okay. Two more. Are you ready okay. for this Again, one? Kara Knightley is coming back into the acting role. She is going to star in a Ridley Scott-produced movie based on the case of the Boston Strangler. The Strangler? The Boston Strangler. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And last but not least, returning this Halloween season, one of the greatest hosts for everything horror movies in the entire world, you know her as the hostess with the mostest, with the chest that just are bigger than bigger every time you see them. Oh, hers like Mrs. seventy, right? Yes, but she doesn't look it. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Elvira is to prescribe horror movies all month long on Netflix. Now, what it is? It's called Netflix and Chills, <laughs> and uh, every Sunday, she is going to host. Um, another movie or another movie be released uh, with Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, um, all month long, and she'll be you know introducing the stuff, the movies, so is this, just like has, she did. Has it started yet? It says on Netflix, right? No, 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 first Sunday of the month, so that will be this Sunday coming up. Okay, I thought the first Sunday was oh, you're probably right. No, no, yeah, you're right. The first one was the third. Maybe she did. Maybe maybe she did. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, how old is this article? How old is this article? Let's, let's look at that first. Okay, so it must have it must have started this past week, and I'm sorry. So search your, search Netflix, and we'll she'll show you a score horror film. I'm actually yeah. It's called Netflix and Chills. Meet Doctor Elvira. I'm excited. And uh, it looks awesome. I love Elvira. She can be 105, and I'm gonna love everything about her because she's awesome. And that's the news. Let's go to the last movie because this is going to take up a lot of time and I didn't realize it. 
<laughs> that is the movie. That was stuck in something. My name's Neil, and I read stuff to Chris so he can be happy in the morning and think dirty thoughts when he lays down in bed. Yeah, he's right. So what's that second movie Are we're talking ready? about? Oh, uh, I guess so. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about... Venom. Let there be carnage. Directed by Andy Serkis. Yeah. Uh, yes! Which is interesting because he's mostly an actor. Uh, he, the, he's directed... Um, not much before he did the movie called Breathe. He did a Mowgli Legend of the Jungle back in 2018, which I think was like was the sequel to the Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, he also helped with a lot of the creative aspects of CGI work, of everything from Gollum, from Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. to Caesar, uh, from Planet of the Apes. Uh, he was King Kong. I mean, and working on both at, on both sides of that. I mean, that got especially in a movie like this, where two of your main characters are all CG. You know, uh, this stars Tom Hardy, Eddie Brock. Prison was. Honestly, brilliant! We also Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy, or uh, Carnage. You'll never understand, Wayne. You and me, we're not even the same species. I- right. And then uh, it also stars Woody uh, Mitchell Williams as Anne Weying. You fucking asshole. <laughs> there we go, and, um, and then, uh, <laughs> sorry, we got Emily Harris. That was great. We got Emily <laughs> Harris. Is, my beer. It's Francie Barrison. Don't lie to me, boy. Francis Barrison. Don't lie to me, boy. I'm your mama. That bitch over there ain't no Kenya. I'm your blood, remember? Yeah, so, uh, also stars, uh, Reed Scott's Dr. Dan Lewis. It's, um, Scroobius Pip is in this. I fucking did not know that. Who? Scroobius Pip. He's a, he's a musician. Yeah. He's a musician. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, why don't you read the storyline of this one, bud? A Little Sims, too. Little Sims, who actually has uh, had a number one hit this past year uh, called Venom, which wasn't based on the character at all. It's just the name of the song. You think they called her up? After they, yeah, you wouldn't be in the actual movie? Yeah, they did. <laughs> okay. That's 100% uh, what happened. Okay. I, okay. <laughs> I, I watched probably about three more hours on this after the movie. Okay. Uh, Yeah, storyline, of course. Of course. Here's the storyline. I'll read the storyline to you. Get to it. Read a fucking comic. There you go. (laughs) There it is. No, okay, no. Eddie Brock struggles to adjust to his new life as a host of the alien symbiote Venom, which grants him superhuman abilities in order to be a lethal vigilante. Brock attempts to reignite his career by interviewing serial killer Cletus Cassidy, who becomes the host of the symbiote Carnage and escapes prison after a failed execution. So I need to give me 30 seconds where I'm going to say something. You can't interrupt me. Okay. All right. So I love Tom Hardy. You're interrupting me right now with that. I love Tom Hardy. Uh, he's a great actor. Um, but I hate about half this movie. And I want to tell you why. I cannot stand the Tom Hardy Venom interaction. Can't stand it. I, a lot of people love that about it. To, to me, I couldn't, I couldn't get on board with it. And it, it, just, it just irritated me. I, I, I don't understand why. I, I really have no good reason. But I did not find Venom funny. I did not find Tom Hardy funny. And that part in... The kineticism of Andy Serkis, the first 10 minutes of this movie, to me, seemed like 
Like I was watching a fucking trailer for something, not a fucking movie. And so uh, the parts I didn't hate were the action sequences. Even though those are mostly CGI, I could have gone online and watched a fucking cartoon if I wanted to see that, though. Um, I really, this movie is what? It's like, it's like almost, it's just over 90 minutes, like 80 minutes long, 88 minutes long. And, oh, I'm sorry, out of 37. And I really feel like they made this movie so they could have the in credit scene, which is going to be, be a big deal later on. We'll, we'll talk about it in the spoiler section. But uh, I didn't, I, I don't think they gave Carnage justice. And I don't think, and, but again, if you like the first one, you're going to love this movie. I wasn't a biggest fan of the first one. And, um, and uh, I'm not going to give this like a STD, but it, to me, this wasn't, I, I, I didn't like half this movie. So that's okay. Now, now you can gush about it all you want. This is probably the best work with CGI that we've seen in the last 20 years of film uh, animation, just because Andy Serkis knew what he was doing. He came in, made the Venom so he didn't look like a slickery oil slick like he did in the first one. Added uh, more emotion to the face, more drama to the face. Um, there, in certain points to me, I feel like the Tom, uh, the Eddie Brock Venom storyline was very much revamped between because of Tom Eddie and Andy Circus, who came in there and they both know how to live with dual personalities since they've both won awards for their dual personality roles in other films, aka Legends, aka Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Now. I can understand if you never read a Venom comic book in your entire life, especially the Lethal Protector series that the Venom movies are based off of, which that's what it is. It's not Venom from Spider-Man after the Secret War where that origins came from. It is based off of the Lethal Protector series, which is Venom in San Francisco, which they make dabs, at, if you hear, of other heroes that are in San Francisco – Oh, you can only do that if you're an ant, was one line, if I remember correctly. Gotcha. <laughs> and they're in San Francisco, where Ant-Man is. Ah, uh, yeah. Did you catch that one? Did you? No. Did you? Did, did you not. put all that? Did you put two and two together there? No. Um, but this is what I'm going to say to your retrospect of what you said. I believe that notion on everything in the entire comic book world in the comic book movie world. They never really do 100% justice. And so when I go into a comic book movie, especially one based off of a really well-known comic book franchise or a comic book line, especially one like Maximum Carnage, where they literally... Do you know why they wrote the comic book Maximum Carnage? Tell me. You gave me. So you, they can make a Super Nintendo game. I, I did play that game, I think. Yeah. The ending scene of the Maximum Carnage game is the ending scene of this movie. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, I think in this movie, Andy's, uh, the CGI looked great. The, yeah, yeah I, I agree the, the CGI looked great, but but that's that's all it was, though. But, I, I went, well, it has to be. How are you going to make Venom yeah, real? 
I got, I got you, but like, I'm gonna make a, a body of suit that moves constantly real without CGI. I, I know. Go but, back and watch Spawn and uh, tell me how uh, much uh, how much better this looks. Uh, okay, I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, just, <laughs> like, like I said, I like the action sequences; those were interesting. They were yeah, hot. yeah, yeah. But I will have to agree with you. There were are certain parts of this movie that I was like. Oh, they could have done that a little bit better. Now, there's additives to this movie that I can't really talk about, but it, we, it's basically... We, we, we will talk about it. Be a, yeah, we'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah. It, it's basically, I'm going to say, to the Carnage character. There's additives that they added that the, I understand why they made those decisions because of the way uh, things were introduced in the comic books was something over time. And here, they're like, Hey, we got to do this in less than two hours. This is what we're going. This is the story we're going to go with on that. And there are parts of it that are very true form to the comics. There are parts to it that are true form to the the to the uh, video game. And I I really thought this was and, uneven and in pacing. The pacing was fucked up in this movie. The editing was fucked up. I thought. And that. I, I could agree with that. The pacing was a little off, but um, to be honest, the interaction between Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson alone just made me want to cream my jeans every time I saw it. The big fight scene between Venom and Carnage at the end, I was just, I mean, I was in love with that part. You'll have to explain to me something off my own, like on the next segment because segment, there's something I... I didn't quite get. They something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, get, you'll, you'll help me with that, right? That's understandable. Believe me, I got like you know how many pages I write on Easter eggs on this stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, but one hundred percent. Um, was it the best? No. Is it probably one of the best comic book movies that Sony has ever made? I'd probably say at least in the top four, and. This is my um, answer to this, too. I guess this is the best way to say this without... I know we're being very mysterious, and the thing is I don't want to spoil it too much, uh, even though in the spoiler section we're going to get really into it here in a few minutes. But um, this was Spider-Man 2. It was. And I don't mean it like this is exactly Spider-Man 2, but in Spider-Man 2... You have Peter Parker, who doesn't want to be Spider-Man anymore. People are getting hurt because of him being Spider-Man. That makes him not want to be Spider-Man anymore. Take that, reverse it, make that Venom. Yeah. Okay. And that's literally what this film was. But the thing is, in Spider-Man, when he threw the suit in the trash can, it doesn't go somewhere and it connects to someone else and become another superhero. (laughs) You know? You know, like, he throws a suit in the, in the thing. That doesn't mean nothing. He just threw away some clothes. He's still the superhero. Yeah. Eddie Brock is not a superhero without Venom. I want to mention that the Joel Edgerton, I thought he was in this. I think it was Detective Mulligan the whole time. Some other guy. Not Joel Edgerton. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, uh, I, I, there's been, like, two or three movies in the last couple months where my brain has thought it was completely someone else. Mm-hmm. Like, then who the person was that it was. But, um... All right, let's read some quotes. We'll give our points on this, and then we'll go into the spoiler section yeah, of this, we where I will answer all the questions that you have okay. and give you some more information. Maybe I'll give you more of an instinct. Maybe you'll like it a little bit better. Mm. 
Maybe. I'm just saying. Maybe. Maybe. Um, you know how hard it is to read my writing when I write it yeah, in the dark, right? Yeah, sure, sure, I got you. Oh, oh, did I tell you I almost got in a fight with a whole roll of people this movie, too? That's awesome. No, tell me about that. Uh, there's some teenagers that were, like, in the top back row. Yeah. And I was, like, I was an IMAX middle row, yeah, yeah, yeah. middle, middle, middle seat, mm-hmm. you know. And there's only, like, maybe, it was, like, a 10 o'clock at night movie. Okay. Like, I went after I, I watched, after I worked all day. And, um, and like, literally... I'm in there and these people, they're, they're like running back and forth. And I look back several times and they don't do anything. And there's other people in the theater, but they're just like, let's leave them alone. Yeah. You know, like you can tell they're annoyed too. Mm-hmm. And finally I just stood up as like, Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you guys sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up? So the rest of us can enjoy this fucking movie. Thank you. Have a good night. Yeah. And I sat back down and then they got like, and I was like, I didn't even turn around. They didn't say anything for the rest of the movie, though. Yeah, they didn't want to so, fight. They didn't want to fight you. There you go, dude. No. But, uh, all right, so here we go. Quotes. Your old boyfriend is getting what he deserves. Oh, you are a bottom fearful. People love serial killers. All my secrets and so much carnage. Do you think that... The, He's the, a serial killer. Yeah, do you, well, do you think they, they used that because he was a serial killer? Yes, he was a serial killer. No, he was a serial killer. Cletus Cletus Cassidy is a serial killer, Mm -hmm. serial killer. I mean, do you think they they cast Woody Harrelson because of that? No, I I don't know, but, you know, I I didn't think about that. Okay. But that's a smart idea. He's a serial killer. I don't think he likes anyone. One more head goes missing, and we will be locked up in Area 51, buddy. Don't worry. Bye-bye, Grandma, you old puckered spinker. <laughs> Lions do not eat salad. There's me. <laughs> there is a me. Uh, not a, I can't read that one. You are <laughs> you are cancer to everyone you ever loved, Eddie. Sorry, let me fix. Let me fix. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me fix it. Let me fix it. So I can break it again. <laughs> I love that line. That was a good one. Look at all these weirdos. Uh, who said romance is dead? You know what secrets want? They want out. That's why they're so hard to keep. If we, I can't read that one either. <laughs> it's, I was in a dark theater and I was angry at people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you never asked why. That's just bad journalism, Eddie. Is, is it? Together, oh, more. together we are the lethal protector. And then let there be carnage. And then, of course, the best one in the entire movie. Fuck this guy. <laughs> All right, so um, my score, because you went first last time, my score on this is like a 3.1, 3 point. It's, it's like oh, a, wow, you sad. Yeah, you I, didn't, sad. I didn't like it that much. I don't like the first one much either. So what's your score on this? Mm. 3.9. Okay. I, I do want to mention I like that. It. I do want to mention that when it comes to, uh, when it comes to 
comparing this to any Marvel movie, the, this mm-hmm. this comparing it, like fucking mm-hmm. not even close, not even close. Mm-hmm. But, but comparing it to any Sony superhero movie. Okay. Did Sony do X Men? Nah. Did they do X Men? Not really. Okay. All right. No. Like, I mean, the first two were good. I mean, it's, and did, then, uh, did they do X Men? Because Dark Phoenix was a piece of dog shit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That, that was all. That well, it was 20th Century Fox. Sony. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, why don't you, we're on Red Tomatoes right now. Why don't you guess the audience score on this one? 78. 85. 85. With tons of action, fun, fight scenes, and plenty of comedy, Venom Let There Be Carnage gives fans everything they'll be looking for. Plus, a can't miss post credit surprise. That's what the audience is. And the post credit thing is that that's why you see this movie, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a critic score. What do you think critics give it? Negative 12. 60%. 60. Yeah. Uh, sequel aimed squarely at the fans of the original's odd couple chemistry. Venom with the Carnage eagerly embraces the franchise's sillier, sillier side. Mm hmm. Yep. I so, like it. Like, you're a fan. Like you're a fan sleep. of this. You're a fan of the original, and I wasn't really so. Uh, but if you guys are wanting not to hear spoilers, uh, we're gonna say stop listening now. Leave your score. Stop oh, listening now, cause I'm gonna bust this thing open like a virgin on prom next night. Next week we're talking about um, No Time to Die and Adam's Family Two, right? No Time to Die and Adam's Family Two, or the other one. What's the other one? Oh no no no! That's it. That's it. The Adam's Family Two and uh, No Time to Die. And then we get definitely to, No Time to Die. To that, I be, can't wait to talk some James Bond. The week after that'll be Dune and The French Dispatch. I'm so happy to come. Oh my so gosh, do, dude! I can't wait. So much good movies yeah. coming out. Uh, so if you don't want a spoiler on anything, Bill Venom, please uh, hang up right now. It's fine. We love you. Have a good time. Uh, we're gonna start talking spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. Fucking Spider-Man! About fucking time! You were waiting for that the whole time. You were waiting for this two movies, right? Yo, my god! So he's gonna be like, I didn't, I, should... I didn't see any spoilers on this. I, I really one hundred percent tried to go spoiler free into this. So he's the in, they're gonna be in the next one, right? They're gonna be in the next movie, or they gotta be, right? Oh, he, he's already in the new movie. Yeah, he's in No Way Home. Yeah. Venom's in No Way Home. Tom Hardy's in No Way. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, that's as much as I know. Mm. I don't know what it's about or where he's at. I mean, but you know, seriously, holy shit! What? Uh, the end of the night came in for the night. Uh, Venom is now one hundred and twenty-nine million dollars. It's a lot of movie. It's a lot of money, man. They 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 did good. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Shang Chi. Yeah. Is not even. Uh, Shang Chi's at 200. Well, Shang Chi's better movie. I don't think you disagree with me on that. Huh? Shang Chi's a better movie than this. I'll say that again. You, you froze up for a second. I'm saying Shang Chi's a better movie than this. But um, anyway, so. <laughs> um, so, all right. So. What is your question? I want to hear your question before so I jump when, into my when they when, they, when uh, Francis quote unquote killed killed um the detective, his eyes glue mm-hmm. they, they they went blue. What does that mean? Toxin. 
Is he going to be a, uh, is he going to show up later or? Toxin. So, okay. That's the name of his character. Toxin. It's the name of a character. Symbiote that goes against uh, Venom and Carnage at one point where Carnage and Venom teams up to go kill him, which I'm guessing Carnage is not coming back because they did the thing like at the end of the symbiote because uh, for a while they just like they went crazy with the symbiotes there was um I'm trying to remember all their names i can't even remember all their names but there's a time in the comic books uh that they just went insane with um the symbiotes like uh give me two seconds and i'll find all their names i'm looking waiting for it to load up but um Let's see. There is. I know I can't remember all of them, but the um thing I wasn't. I understand why they did it, mm. but um, it was kind of a little weird. Was the backstory of Cassidy? Okay. Like um, with him and Shrek. Okay. Or Shriek. I'm sorry, Shriek. I was like, what? Um, yeah, Shriek. I'm sorry. Shriek. Shriek um, was like a patient at the mental hospital where in the in Maximum Carnage comic book. And they go to they go to Lethal Induce uh, Cassie like they do in this movie, right? Uh-huh. And that's when it just re-releases Carnage. Like, Carnage has already been released before. Yeah. And he just murders the entire hospital. He literally slaughters patients and and guards. Yeah. The entire hospital, mm-hmm. floor by floor. And then he finds her, and she's just like sitting there in a in a in a in a what are those jackets called? Um, straight jacket. Straight jacket. Yeah, in a room, padded room, and they're like, and she has like a diamond scar over her eye, uh-huh. which is that's why they did that thing with her eye, uh-huh. and um. And she's like, hey, what are you doing out there? That sounds fun. And he's like, what are you? And she's just like, I like killing too. Let's fucking kill together. And that was like it. That's it. In the comic books. That was it. It wasn't they knew each other since birth or whatever. Yeah. So that part I didn't really like. So uh, did you... Um, I, I want to know what you... Rea- you had no clue that doesn't happen at the end, right? The post-credit scene took you by surprise, correct? No. Oh. No, and let's just be honest. We all know what that was caused by, right? Yeah, but you know it happened in this movie. That they they tied together. This no, movie. so you were no, so you were like you were. I was su- fucking surprised. I said, "Holy fuck, Spider Man!" <laughs> at the time it happened in the theater with the people I just yelled at about being loud. <laughs> I did find uh, some of the names: Venom, Carnage, Toxin, Anti Venom, Null, Dreadface. Um, Scream, Lasher, Plague, Agony, Riot, Hybrid. Like, so literally, many. they... Yeah, there's so many at a time. And the, the top three, or the top four, I should say, is Venom, Carnage, Toxin, and Anti-Venom. And, yeah. And Toxin is a piece of Carnage that gets into Detective Mulligan, which it even says right there. Um, Let's see, what else do they have in there? Ravencroft, where they had Shriek in the um, mm-hmm. in that area, yeah. that is that is basically like Marvel's uh, Arkham Asylum. 
Because when 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 they said they were taking it somewhere, I'm like they taking it to Professor X's like like school. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. No, no. So that uh, Ravencroft is like even it had it, it's own it had its own comic book series mm. at one point too, just like Arkham Asylum. Yes. Yeah. So that that is a very known thing in the Marvel um, universe. Um, there's a comic book called Carnage Unleashed, which. Uh, he kidnaps the doctor the same way, or, or he kills the doctor the same way he kills in that. If you notice, uh, everybody was re- reading the Daily Bugle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it is the same Daily Bugle symbol from the Sam Ramney Spider-Mans. So, um, so I know there's a multiverse happening in the next Spider-Man movie. Everyone knows that. Is it? Yeah. Do you think that... Do you think Venom's from a different type of multiverse? Or do you think he's in the same one that that the Peter Parker's in, the one that we know? I don't fucking know because <laughs> you can't. Even though they're all reading from Sam Raimi, that means Venom was also Topher Grace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I'm confused by it all, but I'm sure it'll all come together. together. Yeah. Uh, we already talked about Toxin and Detective Mulligan. Uh, they kept on saying Lethal Protector because the name of the comic that Venom had since 1994 on was Venom Lethal Protector. Okay. was the name of the comic. That was the name of the comic book series. So that's why they kept on, yeah, I want to be the Lethal Protector. You know, like yeah. that's why they kept saying that. Yeah, gotcha. Um, on the cell wall of Cassidy, was the stringly and our souls construction, and by slight ligaments and we bound to prosperity and ruin. That is a phrase actually from Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Okay. Cool. Isn't that cool? That's cool yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the wall of the police station, while they were reading the Daily Bugle, on the wall behind him, the mugshot was of a Eric Larson, who is the designer and drawer of the 1990s Venom and Spider-Man comic books. Isn't that cool? That's That's cool. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Then, and then here's the other cameo that you missed, maybe. When uh, Eddie Brock and um, Venom, I guess, with him, um, walked into the bodega, Mm -hmm. and they're talking to uh, Mrs. Lee, uh, they Venom really quick correct uh, pushes back a my, uh, magazine. Yeah, remember that part? Yeah. Did you see it was on this magazine? In the old boy Stanley. It was the boy Stanley. <laughs> yes. Um, if you notice in the apartment, there was painkillers like literally everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's because because Eddie Brock is always in pain from Venom. Oh yeah, that's right. I'd be, um, that would be painful for me, too. And then when, I had to deal with that all the time. Yeah, it sucks. And then um, when he got the postcard, that Venom asked, are you friends with an aunt? Because they're in San Francisco, oh, the yeah. same place as... As Ant-Man. Ant-Man! Uh, in the comic books, uh, they had it the same way in the movie. Cletus does kill, or Cletus kills his grandmother by pushing her down the stairs and throwing uh, a hairdryer into the bathtub to, to kill his mom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's the same. That's the same. They okay. kept that very 
It's very true. Um, the difference uh, between him biting him mm-hmm. and got the blood on him, yeah. and that's how he become Carnage, uh, that's right? not what happened in the original. Yeah, in the, original? the comic books, Eddie Eddie Brock no longer had Venom, never, never had the symbiote anymore, and went to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And he was sharing a gel cell with uh, Cletus, and oh, okay. then the alien, the Venom symbiote was like symbiote didn't like the host that he was in anymore. So he's like, I gotta go find Eddie, and basically goes across the city and finds Eddie, breaks him out, and there's parts of the symbiote left behind, which then. Yeah, well, but it's still the whole father relationship is still a thing. Okay. Um, Venom's planet is not Ming Mong, like uh, Eddie said. You know, you're from the planet Ming Mong or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's actually called Clientor. Okay. Um, oh, this is this is an interesting fact about the movie. Uh, Tom Hardy went to the studio and recorded all the Venom dialogue first. Yeah, I about that. And in the whole movie, he had an earbud in to respond to it. Right? So he could so he could respond to it back and forth. That's pretty cool. Some, some um, Cletus at one point uh, in the death scene says something wicked this way comes. That's a line from Macbeth. Yeah. Um, now let's see. This is this is a this is a question I'm going to ask you. All right, because this is 1980s movie trivia time. Eddie Brock was wearing a Detroit Lions jacket and a Mumford Academy shirt the entire movie. What movie did he copy that from? I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. I know the I know the tune, but what what is it? Tell me. That is the same exact outfit. That Eddie Murphy wears in Beverly Hills Cop. That's right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, like I said earlier, the at rapper Little Slims, uh, she has a hit named Venom, which was from a year ago, and that's why they got her for the movie. The church that they fought in at the end was like the the last scene, the last level of Maximum Carnage, the video game. Eating Carnage at the end, like he does. Like when he eats carnage, not just classy classy's head, but he, he actually mm-hmm. eats. Mm-hmm. That was from the comics as well. At when they wanted to kill off Carnage for a while, okay, which they did. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, the newspaper. When the guy was reading it and about uh, Cletus, mm-hmm. one of the pages he turns says Avengers lost to Nightmare. A nightmare, that's an actual thing that happens in the comic books, was there's this character named Nightmare that took over the Avengers for a while because he brainwashed them. Is it going to happen? I mean, it, uh, is it? Yeah, it was just it was just in the newspaper. The guy was reading this, one of the pages. Somebody caught it. Wow, crazy. And it's like, that's that's nuts. That's insane. And, it, makes uh, think that yeah. it makes me think that they're from a different universe than the one that uh, Tom Holland's in. You know what? After after watching the what if you uh, the what if mm-hmm. it's it's all balls go. I mean, I mean the what if series made it very clear that there's multiple verses and there's multiple this, multiple that. Um, the one thing I'm going to say about this movie is like I understand some of the changes, but some of them was just kind of stupid. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. And 
I love the fact the actress they got to play Shriek. Yeah, no, you know, she played the voodoo queen, and and uh, yeah, she uh, Francis William, um, because or Naomi Naomi Harris. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. Naomi, Naomi Harris, because uh, she also played um in like the Pirates of the Caribbean as the voodoo queen, and yeah, she was you know, huge as the voodoo queen. Yeah, and and I 100 uh, percent get it and everything like that. Um, I don't know. There's something about this movie that 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 I, I liked it, but at the same time, like I think I'm just over and like over because this is be honest, Maximum Carnage comic books, and I still have them to this day, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, uh, it was one of my favorite things to read. Yeah. It was. It was. It was I read that yeah. comic book, dude. I literally had it underneath my bathroom sink. Oh, yeah. And I would read it constantly, dude. Like, I, that was my bathroom reading before cell phones, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, I read the Maximum Carnage comic books so many times over and over. And, um, and I, you know what? To be honest, I know what it's missing. Now that I think about it, I'm thinking about it too hard. And now let, let's go back and just relax for a second. Okay. Take a sip of this frosty beverage. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and tell me what's missing. Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's missing Spider-Man. I mean, literally, how can how can you have Venom and Carnage without Spider-Man at this point? Yeah, well, they're finally getting there. I mean, I know they're finally getting there because they finally got the rights. Yeah. But damn. We need to do something about this shit. Yeah, we when's 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 um no uh, when's the next one come out? December. When's yeah, I think like Christmas. Oh yeah, you're excited. Spider Man, Spider Man Spider-Man does everything a spider can. Touches himself with all eight legs. Oh wait a minute, no, that's not the song. That's not the that's song. It. No. December seventeenth. You're excited, right? I mean, you're gonna you're gonna be there, right? Naked. Okay. Hopefully. Okay, Butt well. naked, ready to go. All right. Well, um, are, are we good? I don't know why. Are, are we good? I guess we're good. Yeah, that's. I mean, uh, I don't know how many more spoilers than that because it's basically based off of one comic book and a video game. I mean, I can sit here and ruin all day, all all day long about things about Venom. I mean, I can tell you about his mother and what she did to him as a small child. Yeah. And, you know, but right. I mean, I feel like. That is the just of it. I think, I think in some uh, areas, I do agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people like this movie, and you know, I'm not shitting on it for it, but it just didn't do it for me. It wasn't my type of movie. I, I was. Yeah. By the way, I was much harsher on Tuesday, so I had a day to cool down on this. So, um, uh, but why? I don't why? Know. I don't know, man. Why? Why don't you like symbiotes? Why don't you like things that make you use your imagination? Imagination. Um, this is online. We don't suck. Net. We're on Facebook. Facebook.com. So you don't suck. Podcast. One Twitter. NTS podcast. We're on Instagram. NTS podcast. We have Patreon. Patreon.com. So you don't suck. Uh, we don't get paid for this. Um, not saying you have to pay us, but hey, it'd be nice. And then um, we also bonfire. We have shirts and stuff and other things you can. Go to bonfire.com and search your name. Movies on suck and something to do. You'll find all our stuff. Uh, we're on, if you're watching us on YouTube and subscribe, watch us on Facebook. Go ahead and like that page. And if you're watching on Twitch, I guess you subscribe for that too, right? Is that how that works? 
Sure. Okay. And then you watch you, we're on all streaming platforms where you find podcasts, you can find movies that don't suck and some that do. Uh Neil, what do we do for small businesses? If you're a small business, call us up at any time, and I'll be more than happy to post you right here on this lovely podcast. I got a couple coming up that uh, some people that have already hit me up. Hit me up. You can hit me up here at uh, any one of our, you know, on Facebook. Message me on on uh, info at moviesthatdon'tsuck.com or, or .net, I mean. And then um, uh, moviesthatdon'tsuckpodcast at Gmail. Is mm-hmm. that it? Yeah. Right? Yeah, of course. And, um Hit me up. I'll be more than happy to advertise. Or if you see me on the street, or uh, if you're trying to touch me in my no-no places, whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever makes whatever me happy. Works. All right. Uh, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Let's get out of here. That's another episode of Movies Don't Suck and Some Do. My name's Neil. And I'm Chris. And remember, anytime you're hanging out with your friends and you feel guilty about something, just kick them in the balls and say they got the venom now. Have a good night. <laughs>